Well, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, we just saw tonight we'd do something a little bit different. Uh, so we've got our panellists up here. Uh, do you wanna welcome them? Why don't you do that? And uh, yeah, thanks guys for being up here. Gee, I feel in the presence of greatness. This is amazing. Uh, my heroes in the faith. Uh, sorry, sorry, that's exactly what you didn't want me to say, but yeah. Um, so this is gonna be a really practical session. And we, we did chat a little bit um, about this. So we, we've chatted a little bit, but um, we've been talking over the last few weeks about uh, the whisper of God and hearing God's voice. Um, can you just give us, on a very practical level, can you just give us some practical examples of what, and, and I think, Nath, you, you might share into this a little bit, but can you just give us some really practical examples of what that looks like? Like, how do we hear his voice? Um, yeah, and I know we've covered a little bit of this, but that'd be amazing if you could just share a little bit on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and it's right, it's been a great series, so helpful, just in terms of that whole concept of just hearing God, a God who wants to speak to us. So I'd like to just give a few key ways that I found in my own journey that God speaks. And I want to um, share some scripture verses around it because I want you to know this isn't just some ideas we've come up with. This is from God's word and um, it's there that you find truth and um, where God is able to lead us and direct us. So let me just share a few practical ways and hopefully you, you, this sort of gives you a framework and then from this we can launch out and talk about a few other things. But here's some key ways that I found God speaks and it's found in God's word. The first one is this, that God speaks through his word, that the Bible is God speaking to us. If you're saying, well, I wanna hear God speak, open his word, that is God's revealed word to us. I love it because it's objective. It's not subjective based on my experience. It's there, written for me to open and to read. Some verses of scripture that explain this to us. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And I have found this, reading God's word, it's not just reading it for information, but that as I read it, the spirit of God takes his word and, and speaks into my life. And I was speaking in the morning services at the start of this series, and I shared an example of this, of one particular day, I planned an activity to do with one of my kids, and I was busy racing around trying to get organized to get out and do this activity. In the midst of my busyness, I was a bit short with this particular child. They asked me a question, and I was a little bit short back. And then um, as the conversation finally was ready to go, I said, okay, you're ready to go. And the child said, well, actually, I don't know if I really want to go at them at the, anymore. And now I was really frustrated. If I was a bit frustrated before, now I was really frustrated. I thought, well, if we're not going to do this activity, which I planned for us to do, I'm going to go to my room and do some prep for my sermon. I'm going to go and do some reading. Well, that was a Holy Spirit trap right there, I want to tell you. I went into my room, opened the Word of God to the passage that uh, I was going to be preaching on. And as I began to read it, it was like, the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me and going, hey, what just happened out there? And here I was frustrated at this child, but actually it was God was saying, hey, that's you, you're the one. And I knew straight away as I was reading God's word, it was like he took it, spoke to me. I had to um, go back out, ask for an apology and then said, do you want to still do the activity? We did, we had a fantastic time. But that is God's word. He, he speaks to us. And what, by far the most common way that I've experienced God speaking to me is through his words. That's number one. I love Psalm 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. How good is that for a picture? And I found that to be so true. The second one is this. The second key way that God speaks to us is through Holy Spirit promptings. 
Let me give you a passage and I'll try and explain it. Acts 8. And the Spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And I think this is fascinating because Philip has this Holy Spirit prompting this nudge to go over to this guy on a chariot. And if he hadn't have followed that Holy Spirit prompting, I don't know if this Ethiopian eunuch would have had an opportunity to understand what he was reading. And God in his sovereign grace probably would have worked something out. But, or Philip at the least would have missed out on being a part of something incredible there. So all the time, I have found that God gives us these Holy Spirit promptings and nudges. Um, and we see that again in Scripture. There's other passages. But I, one of the key examples of that that I've shared sometimes is I remember when we were looking to build this auditorium here that we're sitting in, and I was away at Easter time. We just shared the vision to build this auditorium. And I was reading a book about hearing from God. And I had this Holy Spirit prompt. It was like the Holy Spirit said to me, the building that you're building is not big enough. And I'm thinking, not big enough. What, what's going on? And then I, I followed this prompting. And I remember I hadn't done my daily reading for that day. I opened my daily reading. The title of it was How Big Is Your Church? The passage that I was reading was all about God's prayer for His church, this big prayer for His church. And I was like, whoa. So it was like this Holy Spirit prompting connected to God's word are then affirmed by God's word so I want you to see it all the time the spirit of God prompts us all the time and we've got to learn to follow those promptings and and those leadings that come from him the, th- the third one I want to mention to you up front the way God speaks to us as well is through wise counsel through others in the body of Christ other believers he speaks to us Proverbs 19 verse 20 and 21 says listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future, many of the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will, that will stand. And then Acts 13, 2 says, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, so they were like this, they were gathered together corporately with other believers while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So as we um, are, are gathered together, God speaks to us like this through other people. People might say something to you or maybe you're sensing something and you share it with some others to gain affirmation. Godly, wise counsel. An example of this just from Thursday night. We had our outpouring night here. And as we were worshiping together, I just had this prompting that we were meant to pray together corporately for, for Vicki Williams, Pastor Billy's wife, Vicki, who's undergoing cancer treatment at the moment. I had this prompting. I was thinking, wow, what's, what's that meant to be? Are we meant to pray you know, together? Or is that just for me? As I was having this prompting, Pastor Peter walked over to me and he literally, well, I was just sitting down here where Dan was. He walked over me. He didn't even say anything to me. As soon as he came near, I said, I've got this prompting that we're meant to pray for Vicky tonight. And he literally held up his phone and on it, he was just a text he just sent to Billy and Vicky saying, hey, Marie and I have just been praying for you tonight, felt really prompted to pray. So I knew in that moment, there was a, the body together, affirmation of what I was sensing, a Holy Spirit prompting. So you see how these all connect together as well? Holy Spirit prompting, affirmed in the body. And so we did, we paused and we prayed. It was powerful, lots of people praying for Vicky. So through the wise counsel, the body of Christ, other believers, God speaks to us. And the next one uh, is through God's sovereignly directed circumstances. So I don't know, let me, let me give you some verses. I'll give you some examples. Revelation 3, verse 7 and 8 says, What he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. So I talk about this in terms of God opens and closes doors so- sovereignly for us. He does this. Another example is Ruth, chapter 2, verse 3. So he went out, she went out, entered a field, 
began to glean behind the harvesters as it turned out. That is, that phrase, as it turned out. Have you had a moment where you're going, God, is this, just things just come together. As it turned out, um, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. And if you know the story, that as it turned out moment was God sovereignly directed circumstance where he was orchestrating things. And I know that God does that for us in our own life. Sometimes he speaks to us through the circumstances in which we find ourselves in. A little example of this that um, came to my mind when we were um, again looking to, um, God sort of said to make, make more room so we could welcome more people there was one last block of land just over here that we didn't yet have as a church, which was key for us. Seemed like such a key piece of the puzzle. And we prayed to that and we were chatting with the neighbor and trying to work out some details there. But it got to a point where there was just no way we were gonna be able to purchase that. It just came to a halt. We sent letters. I hadn't been involved directly in any of the negotiations, but there'd been discussions going backwards and forwards. And it reached this point where we realized it wasn't gonna happen. And we felt God said, well, just move ahead as with just without the, the land, but just keep moving ahead with the plans I've called you to, which we did. Sometime later, several months later, um, in an as it turned out moment, Jack Sweetman, um, Peter's dad, who was still alive at the time and had prayed a long, long time for this this um, facility that we're sitting in here. But he um, came to me and said, Nathan, I'd love it if you could just ring our neighbour. Um, there was a particular circumstance that had taken place and he just wanted to make sure that it was all handled well and that, that he was okay. And that was really important for us in the whole process of everything that was taking place is we wanted to be a good neighbour uh, to our neighbours who were living next door to us. And there'd been a particular situation. He said, do you reckon, I think this might be one where you just ring him and just see if there's anything else we can do just to make sure everything's good. And I said, no worries. And so a couple of days later, I rang the owner of the property and as it turned out, the conversation, it's, it started to come up, and I'm not even sure how it steered this way, but somehow in the conversation, it steered back to the possibility of purchasing the land. But this time, um, there was an incredible openness to this whole idea. After it just come to a very clear end, there was this openness. And I remember after getting off the phone, I was thinking, did that just happen? Like, did I? And remember, I hadn't had any direct um, conversations in the negotiation up until this point. And I remember shooting straight up to Peter's office and sitting in his office and going, I think, I think God's opening a door for us to be able to purchase the land. And as you know, the rest is history. God did, he opened that door. But it was one of those, as it turned out, sovereign directed moments. I ended up on a phone call with him. And so be alert to those, those sovereign directed circumstances that God puts us in as well, because God is speaking to us. And the other one that I wanna mention is that God speaks to us through a holy discontent. In other words, the passions, the desires, often the burdens that we have deep within us can often be God trying to speak to us. Nehemiah chapter one. We read about Nehemiah, he goes in to the city, he looks around and he sees the situation that God's people are living in and it breaks his heart. It says that when he saw this, when he heard this, he sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned and fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. And it's like this, this holy discontent that, that rises up within Nehemiah. This is not right, this is not how it's meant to be. And it's the same for us. God gives us these holy discontents. Pastor Andrew, if you've ever shared with him, he's got a deep passion, a burden for the least pe pe reached peoples in the, in the world. One of his favorite quotes, which I love, is that one of the greatest injustices in our world is that there are two billion people who have still not had an opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel. It burns deep within him. Um, Pastor Jody's got a mercy heart, just this deep care and compassion for the needs in our community, in our world. That's why she's leading our bridge care, but that's a holy discontent. 
Uh, for, for David, a holy discontent is his heart breaks when he sees the loss in our world and there's something that wells up within him. God speaks to us through these burdens and these passions that he gives to us as well. So be alert to that. And the final um, one I want to mention is that God speaks to us through dreams and visions as well. He can speak to us in this way. Acts 16, it says, That night Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. So he has this vision from God. He knows it's God speaking to him. And God still does that today. He still speaks to people in visions and dreams. An example from just this last week. The team were in at our city venue. They're ministering to the students in there. And there was one particular student who's been pretty indifferent to um, knowing about God and who Jesus is and things like that. Um, Monday just gone, the team actually go in and do activities in one of the student accommodation blocks because of COVID. They couldn't meet in there, so they had to meet in our city venue. Um, One of the students wanted prayer for something they were going through, so they went up to the rooftop to pray for this particular student. As they were praying for this student, this other student had been indifferent, was watching on this prayer. And while he was watching on, he had a vision of Jesus. How incredible is that? And it was just blew him away. And he said at the end, okay, I want to know something about this Jesus, as you would if you had a vision like that. And you hear that often, in fact, that God appears to people in visions. So there's some examples, and they're just some key ways I'd love you to, to get in your mind straight from Scripture that can help us so much in terms of saying, well, what does it practically look like to hear from God? There's a bit of a foundation anyway for us. Yeah, that's very good, very good. We, we chatted a little bit about this um, during the week. We were obviously talking about in our connect group and we we're talking about how God speaks through the Bible. But um, there was all, we also brought up the fact that is, depending on how you're wired and how you're gifted, do you think you can hear God differently or more easily based on how, yeah, how you're wired and how you're gifted? Do you think that's the case? I think, Jody, you were going to mention a little bit about that. Yeah, Definitely, God knows us so intimately and interacts with us so personally. And I know that there have been um, times in my life where I just feel like, well, God said that just to me. And he probably wouldn't have said it to anyone else that way. Um, I was just reflecting on some of these things. And I remember um, it's Noah's 18th birthday today. And I remember holding this little baby. Oh, go Noah. Um, Happy holding birthday, this Noah. little baby, I didn't. Did you know what? It's my son's birthday today too. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Happy birthday! No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Back to the question. Now I'm just. Now I've lost my moment. No, I remember holding this little baby, which I I didn't ever really think would be my journey, and I remember holding this little baby and feeling so much love, and it was like God's voice just came over me and went, "I love you even more than this." And, and I don't think I'd ever had a, a really deep experience of the love of God until I went through that journey of parenting. And it changed my life that God could love me like that. There have been other moments where um, I've been in a season and a song, a worship song has come on in the car and I've had to pull over. I've been in tears that I couldn't drive because I just felt like, oh my goodness, that is God speaking just to me through those words. Um, I often go walking in Bunya Forest, which is kind of behind our house. And the number of times, like, I kind of just feel like I'm quiet enough for God to speak. And he often does it in pictures 
for me. So I'll see something in the forest and it'll just be like, oh wow, God's revealing that to me. Um, at the end of last year, we were kind of in this season of opening up the op shop and wondering if that was all, you know, the right thing to do, this community hub idea. And I just remember walking in the forest and it was a time where all the gum trees were being stripped of their old bark and this new fresh bark was coming in underneath. And it was just like God saying, I'm doing a new thing here, Jody. this is okay. And just those deep affirmations that God's in everything I'm doing and wants to speak to me so personally, um, those things really get my attention. It's awesome. Um, I think it's easy in um, situations like this and through the series and hearing some of these amazing stories to think, oh, oh gosh, you know, for the person that thinks, oh, you know, I, I thought I heard God's voice in something, but then in hindsight, they look back and go, oh gee, maybe I got that wrong. And um, Pete, I don't know if you've ever had a situation like that where you thought you heard God's voice, but then realise that actually I might've got that wrong. Um, have you had experience like that? Um, and, and, and what has that taught you about, hearing God's voice, if that is the case. Is that the dud question? I'm sort of get the dud thing, do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm the one who um, speaks about the dud, dud endings for my leading in Jesus. Thanks for that. Um, uh, I, I, I journal, um, um, not every day, but I journal extensively, um, particularly when you're searching for the will of God. And in this particular church, there's one of the things that we do is we, we're asking God constantly, you know, who's meant to be doing this role or who's meant to be doing that role or should we call David um, um, Twig to be a pastor in this church? You know, some of those sort of things come along the line. And, and what I've noticed in my journal is I get, often get what I think is a lead from God on somebody to do something. Um, but then as time goes on, I look back on my journal and I found that that's actually not what God was wanting. And what I've found in those things is um, when you're um, seeking to know the will of God, it's good to wait and it's good to be patient and it's good to test that carefully before you just go charging off to do something. If you're impatient, if, if you're just, I must have it now, you are very prone, I think, to make some wrong calls. That, that's the brilliance, I think, of just going slowly and, and having journals too, for that matter, so you can look back and just see that and be made aware that you didn't always um, get it right. The, the only example that I can think of um, where there was a big change of direction for this church is at one point we were planning to put two more um, bays on the A2. We thought that was the plan that God had to expand the buildings here. We didn't have all the land at the time. And so we had gone down that track. We'd put it through a church meeting. We had everything going and we were headed down there. And then suddenly, out of the blue, we got one of these blocks of land. And I remember actually having a meeting with Nathan where God shaped a plan to say how that process could actually work. And we canned where we were going. Now you could say, well, we had it wrong, maybe. You could say, we, you know, we were going to do that. God had something different. But for me, um, it's much more about, um, we just press forward as best they're able to do at any particular time if we haven't got anything clearer than that or we sense that that was coming from God at the time. But if God doesn't want that to happen, he can change it, can't he? He, he can open the door, um, open a new door. Um, and, and you don't want to live in that, in that context of, 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 you know, fearing that you're going to fail somehow rather and then God's had, you know, you're a dud now, no good for you. Um, not that sort of way. 
God, God's a gracious, loving Father. And should even we get something wrong? Should we get something wrong? He's, he's, he's sovereign over all things. He can get it all back together again. Lead us on in a new direction if that's necessary and needed. So yeah, it's a real trust in the loving Father. Just because your kid makes a mistake as a father, you don't say, well, that's him. Gone, gone, gone. No good for that person anymore. He's a hopeless kid. You don't say that. You're there just with that kid, loving that kid, supporting them. That's our Father. If, per chance, we did happen to get it wrong. But... Go slow. That's probably the thing I've learned to, uh, in relation to God's will, Dave. Yeah. yeah. I think it's easy sometimes when you're trying to discern God's heart and um, will for your life. Um, there's no doubt uh, feelings and emotions uh, get, can easily get caught up in that and, 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 and sometimes impact, um, you know, the way that you hear his voice. I, I wonder if there's a way to kind of navigate through that a little bit and, and, and try and navigate through, is this just my feelings and my emotions getting involved here or is this really God's voice? Um, how do you, do you have some tips on how to navigate through that a little bit? Emotions and feelings, I think, are given to us, but they are given to us by God. So we, don't, we shouldn't be scared of them and we shouldn't necessarily dismiss them altogether. I think um, God really softens our heart to the things that he cares about through our emotions and feelings. So they can be a good thing. But I guess we have to discern when it's us or um, when it's not of God as well. And I think sometimes, you know, we can easily get into a spiral of negative emotion and, and think that it's God being negative towards us or God condemning us. And that is not who God is. And then when we align ourselves to God's word and when we get to know him and immerse ourselves in him, we can learn to discern whether those emotions and, and that is actually God's voice or not God's voice. Um, the enemy loves to allure us into sin and he will be encouraging and in doing that. And then as soon as we go there, his voice is condemning we are not God's enemies anymore when we're in Christ Jesus and God's voice is not condemning to us. He is that loving father that Peter spoke about that gets beside us and says, I forgive you. I am a God full of compassion. Let's do this together. Um, so we need to learn that that is the heart of God for us and that is what his voice sounds like. It can be helpful to bounce some of the things that we're feeling off other people, get some wisdom from others in that space. Um, and I think when it comes to emotions and feelings, you know, suffering kind of comes into this as well. And if there is a season in my own life where I have heard God's voice clearly or been desperately tuned in to want to hear from God, it has been in the times of suffering. And, and so we can expect that God, who is a God of love, will speak to us in those times um, and, and speak to our emotions and, and know Him in that space. Um. Obviously, we've been trying to hear the voice of God and, and listen to Him. And uh, we want to do that in the small aspects of life. But then sometimes we face some really, and I think this is very um, important, particularly for that young adult generation where you're facing, I think, some of the biggest decisions that you'll make. You know, who am I going to date? Should I marry this person? Uh, a career path? Should I take that job or shouldn't I take that job? And these are some really big decisions. What would you say to someone who um, wants to discern God's will in some of these big decisions? Do you have some, some Peter, do you have some uh, tips? This isn't a dud one, I hope, mate. 
you can have a look at my sermon this morning. I touch on a few of those things actually. Uh, but what I was actually saying this morning was, um, God, I think, is first and foremost interested in the small things first. And we actually learn um, how to hear the voice of God and follow him and be obedient to him in the small things. I, I used the example um, in this morning's service of what happens if you're in the bathroom and um, the, the toilet roll comes to the end just conveniently for you so you don't need it anymore. So it just, there it is, the empty rolls left. But you've finished and you say, well, praise God, that's good news. So I don't need to do anything about that. Um, good timing, just enough for what I needed. But then what do you do next is a very interesting question. Did you know that? Um, listen this morning, sir, if you want to get the full um, take on that. Um, but, but this is the point. Um, you can say, yeah, well, that's the next person's pers- you know, responsibility to do that. Or you can say, oh, well, I'll teach the next person a lesson or whatever it might be. Condemnation, well, I'll put it on, but I'm, I'm feeling... You know, because I have to do it, uh, be a good wife or a good husband or whatever it might happen to be, you know, out of some other motivation. Um, or, or I'm going to change it. I'm, I'll change it so that I can prove that I'm the really godly one in the family here. You know, that sort of heart. Pooh, that's from the pit, as um, Jody was talking about. Satan's is always there trying to get, to get us in the wrong thing. But, but, but when God is in that space... He's very interested in the little things like that. After the after this morning's sermon, I actually got this text from um, someone, a guy that um, you know recently come to faith, and he he wrote this to me. I could relate. I'm um, read the toilet roll in a similar story how God has come into my life. Oh, wow, <laughs> toilet rolls and coming into his life. Anyway, that was how it is. This is what he wrote. About two years ago or so, at one of the services I attended, there was a message that we needed to make changes in our life, big or small, to help serve Jesus and others. The next morning when I was out on my walk, God spoke to me. I came upon some rubbish near a bin 10 metres or so away. Normally, I would turn a blind eye and walk past it. On this day, God reached out to me and gave me a choice. Leave it and stay where I am in life or make a change, pick it up and put it in the bin. I made the choice to make change and I picked it up and have done so ever since. Some days I'm challenged and don't feel like picking the rubbish up. Some days I walk past but feel bad and go back and pick it up. (laughs) I love his honesty. Yeah. I know deep in my heart it's God just testing me to see if I'm still on the right path. Now, Now, that... That's what we're actually talking about, I think. um, That's your heart. God's very interested in that. And then you see, when you come to the big things, you're already in that track, ready to be obedient to the things God's calling you to do. And and you'll speak and God will lead you in ways. Um, um, There are ways to really check carefully when you're in what the big decisions, the place of prayer and fasting and other things like this when you are seeking the will of God. If you're looking for a a wife, if you're here tonight, um, I was there looking for a wife at one particular point. Um, Waited a long time. I was 30 before I got married. But if you want to know what I said to Marie, you know, big decisions and how you use the wisdom of God, I actually put a list down and I said, oh, this would be great, Lord, if you can give me that. That was a nice start to start off with and Marie was terrific. Um, And then then 
I think I asked for a physio to look after me in my old age. So, <laughs> and God gave me one. There you go. So um, there were good things. But, but this was the point. Um, when I got to my second date, when I got to my second date, um, and the first date, you know, had been very small, but got the second date, I said, um, Marie, I'm heading off into ministry and, and you just need to know that now. And if you want to come with me, well, um, we can continue on. But if not, um, we should end things here. And that's, you know, and I, I was attracted to Marie, so I was putting it out there and said, Lord, you're above all things, you see. Yeah, you've you got to have Jesus number one about everything, over everything. And that's very important in the big decisions. It's not you, it's Jesus, number one. That's enough, Dave. They, re- they can watch the sermon this morning if they need yeah, some more. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, what's the connection between hearing God's voice and our heart to obey um, what he says to us? I'm sorry, but that's to me again. I'm sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. The boss is coming soon, yeah, so, yeah, okay. Jesus is the big boss, I know that, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. The underboss, the underboss, yeah. Um, um, say that again, David, I've missed the yeah, so, <laughs> um, No, what's, what's the connection between hearing God's voice and, and yeah, so, and, so hearing his voice in our heart yeah, to obey yeah, what he says to yeah. us, yeah. I think I actually touched on it the last question, really. Um, if you are praying, seeking the will of God, you have to have made your mind up at the beginning that you will be obedient to whatever God says. So if you're praying to God to try and to get him to do what you want him to do, you know, you want, then I think you've got it back to front. And either God won't speak or um, you'll ignore what he says. And um, obedience is absolutely critical. Um, And so if you don't want don't pray, really. If you don't want to be obedient, what's the point of praying, really, and asking for his wisdom? Yeah. Now, that's easy for me to say um, that, that clearly, but um, I, just want to, I just want to say that wrestling with the will of God on costly matters can be very, very demanding. It's not always simple to be obedient to God. Um, I, I just, I want to relate just a, a, a time in my own life um, where God called me in 2010 to, some, um, to be willing to do some wider ministry. I love this church and I was I'm glad to be here. I felt comfortable. I felt safe in this church. And um, I, I didn't really want to go anything beyond this church, but I, I, I had this burden for our state. I had a concern for our state and I just longed for God to come and um, do some things. And and in Wednesday, 17th November, 2010, that's, I can be that accurate. Um, I wrote this in my journal that I, that I woke during the night and I just read my, read, read my reading that day and it was, um, listen, a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love, listen to him. And I said, Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening. And, and then I sensed there was this really strong word coming from Jesus to follow him and to take up my cross and do whatever he called me to. Um, and I, it's hard to explain this, actually, but 
something prompted me to go downstairs. And I, I remember the room I was in and I wrestled with God, actually. That's how I described it. It was like a Gethsemane experience. This is actually what I wrote um, at that time. I felt this desperate need to pray. Fear and inadequacy gripped me as I contemplated what may lie, lie ahead. It felt like a Gethsemane moment as I weighed out my willingness to follow God's leading regardless of what it meant. It was quite intense, hard even now to properly express the ways of feeling. This went on for about an hour, an hour and a half, the, the, um, the, this encounter um, with Jesus. Ways of feeling which climax into a time of weeping and crying out to God, seeking forgiveness, courage, pleading for help, and joy to undergird me. I felt enormous weakness, but came to the place of submission, trust in Christ to supply all that's needed, a distrust of who I am as a fallen sinner and my desperate need for God. That, that moment marked my life and you will have some of these somewhere in your life when you are wrestling with the will of God and the cost of that in your own life. Um, I read the end, end of this in this entry that I put in my journal um, just this afternoon and, and God awakened me to something that I hadn't even known before. This is just fresh of the day. Um, and at the end, um, I'd written this. This is what I'd written for this burden for our state. Lord, I, I long that there would be thousands of people who love you to repent and commit to reaching our state. Oh Lord, something needs to happen, gracious King. We are so lost and barren and bankrupt. Please have mercy on us, oh Lord. Please have mercy. Don't treat us as our sins deserve. Lord, for the sake of the lost, light a fire within us, awaken us from the lethargy and the dullness. Jesus, come, believing for revival. Did you know why this is so significant? Because I, I prayed that in 2010 and in 2021, this year, we spent 21 days in our denomination praying for revival and that was thousands of people. A prayer answered this very year. Just 11 years. That's nothing to God, 11 years. It's beautiful. And this is the day when we as a nation pray for the mercy of God. All the churches joining together to pray. God's on the move, folks. Something is mighty is happening. And God is looking for folks who are willing to pay the cost of being his people. And if you love Jesus here tonight, the call's on your life. It's, it's there, but, but it can be costly. And it actually has been costly for me. It has been. But, but isn't it a privilege to serve the king? He gave his life for us. He gave his life. Bit of a long answer, but there it is, Dave. That's yeah. very good, very yeah. good. Let's, let's wrap it up. In Hebrews, um, it says this in Hebrews 1, it talks about the Bible says in the past, God spoke through the prophets, um, but now he speaks through his son. Can you just share a little bit, Nath? What, what, does, that, what does that mean? Yeah, it's a really interesting passage of scripture, Hebrews 1. And throughout this whole series, I've just been dwelling on this. Um, and right at the very outset, I just knew this is where where we we're meant to sort of land this series, but let me just read it again. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, that's us, in these last days, he has spoken to us 
by his son. And when I first read that, I thought, what, what exactly does that mean? Like, does it mean that all the stuff in the Old Testament that God was speaking, is that now being superseded and now it's Jesus? But actually what it's talking about is the fact that everything that God had been speaking about the whole way through was culminating to one particular point and one person. That person was Jesus. And it's, it's interesting because this is how it continues. It explains it a little bit more. It says the son, verse three, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So often we, we wonder, God, what are you like? You know, often people, if they're journeying or exploring faith, go, God, what is God like? And they have a picture of God that maybe they've gained from wherever. The Bible says, if you want to know what God is like, look to the Son, look to Jesus. Because Jesus, it says, is the exact representation of who God is. If you want to know what God's message is, look at what Jesus said, what he did if you want to know what that is, because he is the culmination. Everything was pointing towards him. Everything since is, is, is looking to Jesus, the fullness of God's glory revealed, the exact representation of who he is. And so here's the key thing. Jesus, it says there, he, he is the living word. He was there at the very beginning. I want to tell you that. Um, John 1 says that in the beginning was the word Jesus. He was the word. He was there in the very beginning. And he was there at creation and there came the fullness of time where he came, he stepped down. Jesus is God in the flesh, which is why if you wanna know what God is like, the sort of things that he is speaking, you go to Jesus, you go to the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, you read about it there. If, if you're here tonight, or you're watching online, you say, I wanna know more about this, this God who apparently speaks, who is he? I wanna tell you the way to do it is to go to the son, go to Jesus, read the gospels because he is God in the flesh. If you want a picture, he is the one to go to. And here's the point that I want you to get hold of tonight. If there is one message that God would want to speak to you tonight, if you're here tonight saying, God, I want you to speak to me, if there's one message that he would want you to know, and Peter mentioned this at the very start of his sermon this morning, the number one message God would want to get through to you tonight is that he loves you. That God loves you with his incredible eternal, unconditional, sacrificial, self-giving love. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world, he so loved you, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, in Jesus, might not perish but have eternal life. Then it goes on, the next verse, and it says, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. That's not why he came. He came into the world to save the world, to redeem the world. And if you're here tonight and you're saying, God, I wish God you'd speak to me, I wanna tell you the very fact you're hearing my voice is God speaking to you tonight. And the fact you've heard me say to you that God's saying to you tonight that he loves you, that is God speaking to you tonight. If you're hearing my voice online, here in person, God wants you to know through his son, Jesus, that he loves you, that he has made a way for you to be in in an intimate, personal relationship with him. That's why he's come to speak to us because he's made a way for us because he wants to be in relationship with us. And so that God wants you to know this tonight. I believe that there are some people who God wants, he, he is using me here tonight to communicate this to you. And it's not me speaking, it is the spirit of God speaking to you to say God loves you and he's proven it to you. All you have to do is look to Jesus, look to the cross and what he has done there to know without a shadow of a doubt that he loves you with an everlasting love. 
that he so loved you that he would send his only son. And there's one message that God would want you to get hold of. One thing he would want you to hear tonight is that message that he loves you. That he wants to be in relationship with you and he's got a plan and a purpose for you. And so wherever you are on the journey, particularly if you're exploring faith tonight, I want you to take hold of that as from God himself for you tonight. This is his heart for each and every one of us. Yeah, it's awesome. We're gonna, we're gonna respond. It's a great opportunity to respond. Hopefully that was helpful for you as we just, okay, how does this practically look to, um, uh, to hear God's voice? Um, but, but I'm just conscious in this, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna sing, we're gonna stand and sing in just a moment. But, but this is a great opportunity to respond tonight as well. Maybe for you, as Nathan was sharing, you just sense in your heart, yeah, it's like, it's like God is speaking to me tonight. Well, tonight is an opportunity to respond to God and say, okay, God, I need to put my faith and trust in you. And maybe deep down, uh, you know that you haven't fully committed your heart to him, but tonight is your opportunity to do that. And so you can do that tonight. You can just pray. It's not, it's not the prayer that saves you. It's, just a, it's your faith and your trust in him that saves you. So in this next song, you could just pray a simple prayer. Uh, but, but there's also another opportunity to respond tonight as well. And Pete spoke on this. He spoke about, um, we don't wanna just be hearers of God, like hearing God, but then not obeying. We've gotta obey. This is so significant. And tonight, this is an opportunity for you, um, as we sing this song, maybe just to come down the front, respond to God and say, God, I'm available. And, and, and maybe to repent of, of areas in your life where you know God was calling you into something and you didn't do it. And just an opportunity to say, God, I wanna do it. I, I wanna obey you in this. I literally just in this past week, had actually last Sunday, God smashed me about some stuff that he'd been telling me to do for ages. And I thought, I had all these excuses. Oh, I don't really know how to do it, how I'd go about it, all these things. And then someone just shared with me here with the exact same prompting that they had. And they said they had to work it out and work really hard to, to make it happen. And, I, and God just said, yeah, well, why haven't you done that to me, you know? And so, so this past week or so, I've been navigating, okay, how do I do this? Uh, and, and I just felt that God said, hey, I've told you to do this, step out and do it. And so maybe tonight you need to do that and say, God, actually, I'm sorry. I, I know that you've prompted me to do this. And, uh, or maybe you wanna come down and just say, God, I haven't heard anything significant, but I'm available, I'm available. And we're literally gonna sing these words in this song, God, I am available. So speak to me and I wanna um, obey you. So there's an op some opportunities. And you know what? We'd love to pray for you as well. So maybe you are facing a big decision tonight, or maybe it's not huge, it's a small decision, but you just want prayer for it. Well, we'd love to pray for you. This is what it's about. Um, so feel free to come down in this next song as well and just to receive some prayer. But whatever it might be, you feel free to respond tonight. Uh, we don't wanna finish this series and just go, oh, that was kind of cool. We kind of heard about here to, you know, how to hear God. We wanna hear His voice and obey and respond to Him. So let's do that tonight. Uh, so let's pray. Actually, let's stand on our feet. Let's stand on our feet. We're gonna pray together. Father God, we, uh, we thank You so much. Uh, what a great series this has been, a very important series. And uh, Lord, in this moment, uh, we just wanna respond to You now. Uh, we've heard, or, or maybe we're still navigating or learning how to hear from You. And so, great God, we just wanna respond now. There may be some here that they know they need to surrender their heart and lives to You. We'll give them the courage just to respond in this song, to just pray a prayer and say, God, come and be Lord and Saviour of my life. 
Father, there's some here tonight that they know that they've, they've heard from You in the past, but haven't quite responded yet. And I just pray You give them the courage this very night to respond to You, to, to make the phone call, to commit to whatever they need to do or to surrender, whatever they need to surrender, great God. We just wanna be obedient to You. And so help us, great God. Give us the courage that we need, the supernatural courage that we need, great God, to respond to You. And tonight we just wanna respond in a way that says we're available. There's things we haven't yet heard from You, great God, but we want You to know that we are available and that we're willing. And so Lord, I just pray that as we sing this song now, it'd be more than just words and looking at a screen with words up there and just singing them out, but it'd be from the bottom of our hearts saying, yes, God, this is our heart. This is our desire. We want to be available to You. And so whatever it might be for, for us tonight, great God, we are responding to You now. So continue to speak to our hearts as we respond to You, great God. Uh, we're available, continue to speak to us, we ask in Jesus' mighty and precious Name.
We do want to hear your voice and we, we just want to know your heart and and we want we want to be obedient to you, great God. I, I just sense there may be some here that are still wrestling with something that you prompt them to do. And uh, I just pray again, Father God, for those uh, that are wrestling with this. I pray you uh, again, I, I just feel to pray for just a supernatural courage and strength, great God, for them to be able to respond in the way that you're calling them out to. And you only do this for our, our, our bet. This is because you love us and you want the best for our lives, great God. And so help us, Father God, help us. We really do pray. Uh, Thank you that you do love us as Nathan shared before. You love us so much. You've got an extraordinary plan and purpose for us, Lord. And I just pray you'll continue to find in us a heart that's willing, a heart that's obedient, a heart that says to you, great God, we are available to you, Father. And I know that as you find in us a people that are available, you can do mighty, mighty and powerful things, great God. And that's what we desire, to see the hand of you at work in and through our lives. And so, Father, from the outset of this week, we make ourselves available. Use us this week, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, use us, Lord, for your kingdom purposes, we really do pray that people and and the people around us may see Your light, see Your light shining through us, Father God, wherever You have us. We love You, Lord. Thank You that You desire to know us and speak to us. We thank You so much for that. And uh, we worship You. We honour You in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Great to have you online with us. Great to have you here as well. Now, I'll just say this, don't don't miss the opportunity. If if you wanted prayer, but you felt like, I'm not too sure, you can still come down afterwards. We would really love to pray for you. That's really important. Um, But God bless you with whatever God calls you to do this week. Uh, May you walk in obedience to Him. Have an awesome week and we'll see you soon.